Hey, welcome to Fast Forward Your Entrepreneur Journey with me, Abby Yong. Every week, we share with you how you are able to reach your next level, impact your life and for others, and break out of your comfort zone, and scale your business to fast forward in your entrepreneur journey. Stay tuned. Hey, Fast Water. So today we have a special guest. So her name is Nancy Badalo. So she's from Chicago and she's a digital marketing specialist for women entrepreneur and XC seller. She, uh, so she's been a digital marketing specialist now for 11 years and uh, XC seller for the last four years. So welcome, Nancy. Uh, thank you so much, Abby, for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, I'm so happy to have you here with us today. So maybe would you like to share more about yourself? Like, do you all the way live in Chicago or you like you from somewhere that you move there? Yeah. Yes, I'm from Puerto Rico. And my mom and my dad moved to Chicago when I was about three years old. And then I lived in Chicago for majority of my life. Um, When I was younger, like, um, around 10 years old, we moved to Florida for a couple of years and then we came back to Chicago. So primarily, majority of my life, I lived in Chicago and then hopefully next year we're moving to Georgia um, because my husband's from Georgia and we have um, his family down there and we have a toddler. So it's just a lot easier to have family around. Um, so maybe next year in Georgia, but majority of my life in Chicago. <laughs> Wow. So, um, is it very far away from your husband's hometown, from Chicago to Georgia? To Georgia? Yeah. If you if you go driving, I mean, it's not too bad. It's about um, 11 hours driving. So, that's kind of far, like, if you drive. If you go on an airplane, it's only two hours. But because of the pandemic, obviously, we're not taking any airplanes anytime soon. So, we usually drive down there when we do visit and... 11 hours with a toddler could seem forever <laughs> with oh a baby. <laughs> oh my God, 11 hours. Uh, because Singapore is so small. So if I want to go from one end to another end, it's like the most, the most give you two hours, the max. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. I wish. Yeah, that's how Puerto Rico is. Where I'm from, one oh. side, to get from one side of the island to the other is about three hours, but... Obviously, in the in the US, it's, it's a lot bigger depending where you're going. <laughs> oh my God, no. Okay, maybe I would love to visit like US. Like, I know US is really, really big, but <clears throat> I have friends in California and Arizona, so I would love to go and visit them one day. <clears throat> so, oh, um, <laughs> yes. So, um, I like, I know, like, this time we have a short before this uh, podcast interview I say that people always have this idea oh I want to I wish I'm an entrepreneur to, I wish I want to sell something online but this is just an idea in their mind but they didn't put it into action maybe what kind of advice would you like to give them for people who want to start their uh, online business well the nice thing about XC um, is that it's very low cost effective to start you don't have to spend a lot of money so unlike other businesses that you have to um, spend a lot of money um, to just even get it off the ground, with XE, you don't. And another advantage of using XE versus like your own website is that they have building traffic as well. So once you build your store, you have customers searching 
right, for your products and services, and you're going to get traffic right away, especially if you have, if you offer something unique and, and different from the market that people are actually in need of. So starting an Etsy store is very practical, very easy, and very low cost effective. So my advice would be, you know, just do it, just get it started. And you either win or learn. And if it doesn't, you know, work out with whatever idea you have, then what you do is, is you take what you learn and you pivot and you maybe sell something different until you kind of get used to it, especially in the beginning. If you really don't know what type of niche you want to go get into, you could always do research on different niches that you like and try all of them if there's a demand for them and then kind of take it from there. But it is a lot easier to start a business with Etsy than other platforms for sure. Well, okay. I, I love how you say win or either you win or learn. So it's like really good. Like I always heard this phrase, they say entrepreneurs don't fail, they learn from what they what from things that didn't work. So uh-huh. and you talk about researching and trying different things and you talk about the low cost in becoming a Etsy seller because mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you like Shopify you need to pay the monthly platform um, installment f- but just by using their platform and also you have other like third party partners like how the middle person so that they connect all the goods then they help you deliver so there's, it, it, it's another cost again so it's exactly. and you won't know whether it, wo- it works or not because you need to try different products, different items before uh, you realize that, okay, actually this product is working and selling, doing well, and you can just launch it. You need to like spend time. So for this platform, I, I, I bought a few things in on this platform before, like the Etsy platform, like maybe card reading and like some these um, bracelet, like crystal. Okay. Yeah. And I saw a lot of interesting uh Things that you can't find outside, like it's really exactly. like mm-hmm. all the people, all the seller in there are really artist, artistic. They are artists themselves. They design the work themselves and they post it out there. So it's like really, their this name is already a brand for artists already. Like, uh, people who do art and craft will sell there. Exactly, exactly. That's what makes it so special because, you know, on Etsy, everything that you buy from there you're buying from someone that's a small business owner that actually created the product versus when you go to Amazon or you go to eBay, they allowed reselling. So I could buy something from Apple and sell it as my own, but on Etsy, you can't. Everything that you sell there, like you said, whether you buy a bracelet, you buy a t-shirt, maybe you buy a hair scrunchie, everything is handmade by the person. And another nice thing is that majority of the items can be customized with your name or something special. So it's really cool that you could buy items like that. And like you said, if you're crafty and you know how to create things, that's the best platform for you, for sure. Yes, so true. Like every time I look for something, I should go there because I know it's unique. Like you can't find it elsewhere. It's just there. (laughs) So (laughs) yes, I'm so curious, like what? What are you selling? Like, maybe I can follow you and check out your store, you know. Um, maybe, oh, you sell, like, printable stuff, like T-shirts, is it? No, what I sell, what, um, what I sell is I have um, a couple stores. Um, the store that I, that, that I started with, 
um, it was a wedding. Well, it originally was a, a quotes. I used to sell quotes. And then I changed it to wedding niche. So what I sell there is like wedding signs, table numbers, um, any like banners, um, snapshot filters for weddings, for party events. And that's kind of how I started with XE is with digital products. So the cool thing about my shop as well that many people do is that I don't necessarily ship anything out to the customer. I just create the item for them. I save the file as a PDF. I send it to the customer and then they they go ahead and print it out for their wedding or party event. But that's what I sell. I also have um, a, a smaller store where I just sell like printables for like resources for entrepreneurs and XC sellers. And that one's fairly new. But the main one is the wedding and party stores for sure. Well, I think many people like because people like to shop last minute, so <laughs> I'm not sure. Like when some people, I also sell like some customized masks for wedding. I it's just a random idea, and I just like mm-hmm. okay, no one is selling in Singapore yet, so I like okay, let's do this. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so uh, then like I find that people like to plan things last minute. I'm not sure why for wedding, especially this is a big event. I'm not sure why they plan things last minute. But what your idea is really good. Like you just design for them, and you just send to them, and they can like send it for printing or you know print it at their end and just be, do it at their end instead of uh, shipping it out. And you you save time also exactly and save cost at your end, and it's cheaper yeah. for them to purchase also. Exactly, um, and my return on investment is really high because, like you said, I don't have no shipping fees. I don't have to print out a label or pay for tracking. I don't have to worry about it getting lost. And a lot of the products that I have are either instant download, meaning that they just buy and they get it right away, especially if they're trying to buy something in a hurry. And then a lot of the other items are, you know, they're digital products. All I need to do, because I already have the file created. So all I need to do is edit and put like the first name and last name of the person that's getting married maybe add their wedding date, save it, and then send it over. And I usually get the file within hours. You know, if I'm, if I'm up, obviously, if I'm not sleeping. But, you know, as soon as you order, I get it to you, you know, within hours, which is really nice. Well, you must be the best seller in there. I can see. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. So, okay, if any of you guys want to buy any wedding, uh, like, table number, you know, banner, snapshot for weddings, please find Nancy. She'll be the best person you can look for because she's so fast. <laughs> so maybe let's share about like you say, like how you lose your job and still meet like 26,000 in 30 days. <gasps> oh my God. Maybe you want to share this story. I think like everyone would be like interested to know. Yeah, of course. So for me, it was... um. I've been on the digital space for 11 years. So I've been doing digital marketing, like blogging, affiliate marketing, um, social media, growing brands online, etc. And I started my career as an XE coach four years ago, because when I first started XE, I never sold anything online because I've never been crafty. <laughs> so I never sold anything online, but I wanted to try it out for my blog as a case study. And I remember back then looking up like information about XE and trying to figure out how XE worked, but there weren't that many coaches like there are now on XE. 
And I remember saying, well, this will be a good um, niche for me because my first year on XE, I made 21,000 and I switched as an XE coach. And then in the last, um, I will say in the last three years after that, I was building my career as an XE coach. Um, I created a YouTube channel. Currently, I have like 43,000 members there. I did a Facebook group. I have about 43,000 members there as well. And I started kind of like building myself. But one thing that I didn't start doing was like marketing to people to buy from me. It was just more like providing value, doing free critiques, helping people grow their stores. And to kind of fast forward, I had started working on a course um, in about November of last year. And in March, my course was completed. And when I got let go of my job, um, it was almost like I had to change my mindset. I had, to, I, I had to say to myself, okay, I don't have a safety net anymore. I don't have a paycheck every two weeks. I'm going to have to like really take my business more serious and start, you know, selling because I was scared to sell to people even though I was doing all of this stuff for free, like free videos, free this, free content, free, free, you know, everything free. But I had an email list too, but I never sold to them. I never, I was too timid. Two, I'm an introvert. I don't know if you are, but being in camera is not comfortable for me. Doing like a masterclass, I'm not, com- I was not comfortable for me. I'm doing like a live video saying, hey guys, you know, buy my course was not comfortable for me. So I kind of had to switch my mindset and say, okay, either I do stuff that keeps me busy, but makes me no money, even though I was still growing, right? I was still growing, but you could have 40,000 subscribers, but if you don't sell to them anything, you're not making money. So I had to switch my mindset and I said, okay, I'm going to stop being busy and I'm going to start being more productive with the things I do on a daily basis. And that's how I went from, from zero, you could say even though I was still making money every month, but not enough to sustain my mortgage and everything else. My, my, my toddler, we have a toddler, our daycare bill, everything else that we have to pay. So I had to switch my mindset. And when I did that and I treated my business like a real business versus just giving free information and being too scared to sell anything. That's how I went from zero to 26,000 to just kind of give you an idea And a lot of times we self-sabotage our own selves, (laughs) even though we know what we're supposed to do. So true. It's the overthinking part. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. what if I sell, then nobody buy. What if, what if, what if. Then uh, we get stuck on the what if, then we didn't do anything. Oh my God. So can I ask like, when you when you start shifting your mindset and when you get your first sales, uh, how how did you meet you feel? You know what? I was still self-sabotaging myself because I made 26000 in 30 days. And then my job, my original job that let me go, called me back. And they were like, oh, we have, they got approved for like a small loan. So they were rehiring. And I was one of the people that they wanted to get back. And I remember having like a little bit of panic I told my husband, should I go back to work? I don't know if this is going to happen again, if I'm going to make money again. So I was self-sabotaging myself again, even though I just made 26000 and I should have been 
excited about that. I was worried that I, I'm not going to do this again. This was just luck. That's what I was thinking. And I really had it like, because I had to tell my my job within 24 hours, like if yes or no, because they had to call other people. I literally had it like tell myself, if this was my son telling me, mom, I just made 26,000, should I go back to my job or continue this 26,000 career? I would have been like, no, you don't go back to your job. You continue what you're doing. And I literally had to tell myself, what would I tell my son? And from there, I had to like continue to work on shifting my mindset of I could do this and it could be every single month if I wanted to. And that's what I had to do. But the first two months was um, challenging because like I said, you do self-sabotage yourself. You feel like you're not good enough. Or you feel like no one's going to continue to buy or et cetera. You start filling your head with negative shots for sure. Oh my God, 26,000 and you still have these thoughts. Uh-huh. I think it's not only you, right? There's many people because we are not used to the... We are so used to working a job. And once we don't have a job, then we feel like, eh, like a bit weird. There's this weird feeling, I think. Because mm-hmm. we're so used to something and we have this new journey of it of us. So we like, our mind is playing tree on us. Like, like, don't, don't, uh, our mind always plays tree on us. Like, you, who do you think you are? Do you think you are able to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so we always constantly, yeah, it's very true. I also sometimes I self-sabotage myself. Like, so many business coach out there, who do you think you are, like, the one for people to yeah. go up to, to find you, to teach them? So, mm-hmm. but I still, how to say, like, I, I'm still unsure on the path ahead of me, but I'm still taking, um like, unsure, aligned action towards what I want to do. Yeah. One thing that helped, helped me a lot. I heard someone else said, said this, I didn't make this up. I wish I would have, but she said, you're not trying to sell your products to people that know more than you. You're trying to sell your products to people that know less than you. And I thought that was really powerful when I heard it because that made me feel more like, yeah, that is true. I'm trying to sell my products to people that know less than me that when they have my product and they buy from me and they learn all of these amazing things from XE, they themselves feel like, wow, I learned a lot from Nancy. So I think if you take that route, you're not trying to sell your products to everyone, right? Or people that might know a little bit more than you on whatever you sell. You're basically trying to find the customers that know less than you, that you could teach them and give them value. And that has helped me And I know how you feel about like comparing yourself with others. I do it all the time as well. And I I don't like to lie about that because a lot of people like, oh, don't do it. And they like put that front, like they've never done it before. It is really easy nowadays. And what I had to learn to do lately is take breaks from social media and not, you know, it's okay to look at your competitors to get inspired, but not get so caught up that you're checking everything that they're doing all the time to kind of compete with them. Just compete with yourself. And if they come across your channel, whatever you saw them, just let it be, but don't get over because then you'll start comparing yourself and your business and what you could do better and what they're doing. But, and then, and and then you self-sabotage yourself all over again. So I I've learned that taking breaks 
from looking at other people's account that are my competitors really help and just looking at looking at it in this perspective of how can I provide value and just like stay in my lane. Oh, yes. So you you change you shift your focus on how you can provide values to the people who need you instead of yeah. on, uh, like seeing what your competitors are doing then like feeling like how say uh, like oh how I wish I can be like them you know that kind of thing instead of just like okay what can I do today to help my you know people who want to learn from me exactly that, yeah that kind of thing wow that's really awesome you shift your focus and you focus on the things that matters like mm-hmm. outside of yourself not only you yourself but for other people like mm-hmm. really providing values for people this oh my god I think everyone need to listen to this podcast <laughs> okay <laughs> so actually I have a question but I forget about it but okay I will come back I, will, I think I will remember it again so maybe let's move on to the next questions like uh, you say oh yeah I remember uh, you say whether you ask whether I'm an introvert. So I remember when I first do do my first uh, live video online on social media. Uh, there's this negative comment that you know negative comment is very common. Uh. So they will say, "Oh, your gap on your teeth can hold like Airbnb renter. The gap in between your teeth can hold Airbnb renter." So I can either let that negative comment stop me from stop doing any uh, live video or, or I can shift my focus to people who want to listen to what I'm giving. Uh-huh. So it's so true that don't let other people's negative comments stop you from, you know, doing the things that is not for yourself but it's benefit, benef- like benefiting other people that you can help. Exactly. And it's so easy to get caught up with that because you could have, a um, hundred people that like your posts or your live video and you have that one person that says something negative and that ruins your day. It happens to me all the time. Um, I, especially the more you grow, the more you get it, to be honest, like the more, more people follow you, more you attract it for some reason. And I'm, un- I'm understanding now is, it's like kind of like normal in a way for people to do that, but it still bothers me to this day. And what I had to learn to do now is that if somebody comes in my space and they say, oh, well, you, you know, you have an accent because I get that a lot because I'm Latina. You have an accent or I can't stand the way that you talk. That's the ones that I get the most or you don't know how to pronounce certain words. Well, I'm sorry. You know, I do have an accent. English is my second language. So I am going to have some difficulties with certain things. Um, and then no one knows about my background either and why I have difficulties with certain things as well. So what I've started doing now, I just block people. If you're negative and you're not providing great feedback for me to improve, but you're just criticizing me and trying to put me down, there's no need for you to be in my circle. I mean, that's why there's a block button, right? That's why there's (laughs) one. And another thing that I learned from a different coach, I'm not there yet. And I hopefully by next year, I could have this, is that what I'm learning is that many coaches, what they do is that they have a team. And the team member deletes all of those messages before you, Abby, or me actually see them. And they protect your mental health. One of my, um, one of the ladies that I was talking to last week, um, she was telling me that she's like, I never see negative stuff. I'm like, how? You're so big. She goes, oh, my team gets rid of it before I even see it. So they protect my mental health. And I was like, 
I need somebody to do that for me. It's just amazing to have someone to go through all your accounts before you do it. And, you know, I'm sure she'll see one or two here, but not as many. And it does help when you have someone that does it for you and they protect because protecting your vibe or your energy is so important because like you said, or like I said, you get one, that one and it's like, you have a thousand that like you and you get that one person and it does kind of like, you know, tend to bother you a little bit, but it is normal, I guess, for people to do that. <laughs> um, and you're just going to, like you said, like you did, you're just going to have to just continue. And if it gets to you to the point that you can't take it anymore, just block that person. That's like the best advice I could give you. <laughs> I think uh, I heard before, like those um, bigger names, they say if you have negative comments, means you are doing the right thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. I'm not sure how true is that. But they say like, <laughs> You can't like have everyone to like you like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just like you just have to focus on the bigger picture. So mm-hmm. another thing, I'm so amazed that you are able to grow forty three thousand on your Facebook group and also forty three thousand on your email list. Like, is it because of all the free stuff that you help people and because you need to send them via email? So you 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 collect those email address. It's a little bit of everything. Um. It's more because I, I'm consistent with what I put out. That's why I've been able to grow. Like my YouTube channel is 43,000. I'm still very small compared to other channels that grow faster. But my niche is very small as well. But for me, it's because I provide a lot of value. When I first started my YouTube channel, um, because I knew no one knew me as an Etsy coach, I provided tons of free videos. Like every video was like, let me do a critique of your store and help you. So I, instead of like trying to sell something or instead of trying to do a video about my life, it was more about, let me help you. And then I would do those videos. Everything was like tutorial. Everything was like, let me show you how I make digital products. Let me show you how I make money doing this. And then I will show people how to do it for free. And when you provide a lot of value, um, that does have is benefits. People will start following you. They'll start like, um, especially they'll start liking you as well. And then eventually you build that trust with them that they'll buy from you. But that's how I got kind of like growing. Um, In addition to that, like my Facebook group, like I mentioned, is about 43,000 members right now. And it's the same thing. Once you start growing one channel, you could cross promote. So like on my fa- on my YouTube channel, I have links that go to my Facebook group, links that go to my Instagram, vice versa, right? On Facebook, I promote my YouTube channel. So when you start building your online presence, um, you need to be in different multiple platforms. You can't just rely on one. Like you can't, I mean, you could grow on one, but if you want more growth at a faster rate, then you need to cross promote. You need to promote from Instagram, send people to your YouTube channel, from Facebook, not everyone uses Instagram, not everyone uses Facebook, not everyone uses YouTube. So therefore being on all the different platforms, you attract the people that you want to attract by providing um, content and value first before you sell. And that's kind of how I've been able to grow um, after I switched my niche four years ago to Etsy. Wow, okay. Consistency, yes, very It's very important, <laughs> even yeah. if it's three times a week, um, but consistency is very important. I've been uploading weekly videos, not one or two, like maybe at least three to four videos for two and a half years on YouTube consistent. 
even while I gave birth, I had already my videos preset. Um, even during like <laughs> the wow. first three months of having a baby and everything, I still kept recording videos consistently. So it's all about consistency and patience too. Okay. I think many people uh, forget about um, consistency. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how successful people do in the back to become where they are. They just think that, oh, that person is lucky. So, uh, uh-huh. They said do their YouTube channel early. That's why they are already like reaching 43,000. But some people can be doing, they have their YouTube channel already, but they're not consistent enough. That's why their YouTube channel is not not growing. It's still stagnant because of, they didn't put in any work in it. So Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, so I love the keyword. The keyword is consistency. Okay, so, uh, okay, you also say that, uh, I can ask you like how you grow your email list with printables, the printables. Oh, yeah, so. You answer already, is it? No, it's okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, you could grow your email list with printables, um, well, with free, free printables or lead magnets. And, What I normally do um, with my email list is that I use a a lot um, of Pinterest. Pinterest is really great. So what you want to do is make sure that you have your ideal customer in mind. Whatever you're offering is for the customers that you want to attract. So you want to create some type of lead magnet, something that you provide value, that you teach something to that customer that you know that's their biggest struggle. Um, for that market that you're trying to attract. And what I normally use is lead magnets. I put them in my YouTube channel. I put them on my blog. I promote them on Instagram. And I also promote majority of it on my Pinterest account. So, you, you know, you promote it, people click on it, they join your email list. And then from there, you nurture your email list by providing more value before you even sell to them. You're warm, warming them up. You're you're teaching them something new that they've never learned about whatever you teach. And then eventually you could sell to them, but they're really amazing. And it's, it's a great way to build your email list when you're first starting out and you don't know what to do, provide something of value that you know how to do really well. And people will start signing up, especially if you're attracting the right people. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. So you also being consistent on sending email to your email list? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have oh to God. be. So how many things are you doing? Like, okay, videos, uh, email, and wow. I mean, like, you have how you find your energy? Like, where do you find it all is, energy? It is a lot, yeah, because I have a course. I have several stores. I have YouTube, a blog. I have my, my Facebook group members. Yeah. That purchase a course that have to manage. And then I have a Facebook group for 43,000 members and et cetera. But it's all about prioritizing your time. And again, it's about being consistent. I have a schedule that I keep. I have like this little chart. And they write down. Oh my God. Yeah, I write down like the things that I need to do every day that I can't skip. So those are checking my groups because. I have paid members in there and they have a, if they have a question about the course or something that could help them, I have to check that daily. So that's a, a to-do list of things that I have to do every day. Everything else that I do is just extra. Um, I try not to have 
this humongous list like I used to. I used to say, I need to do 50 things today. And if I did 48, I felt like I didn't do anything. I stopped doing that because that's almost like, so like, it's almost impossible to do everything in 24 hours. So what I try to do is what are the things that I need to do on a consistent basis that are one, going to help me grow and two, that I need to do to continue my business basically. And then any new projects or anything else, I'll put time for that. But the first few things I, you know, checking my email every day, checking, you know, comments, responding to everyone's comments because I'm growing and I have a lot of that, making sure that I'm managing my groups every day because, you know, spam or just my paid members, making sure that I'm updating content on my course. Those are things I need to do on a regular basis, adding videos on my YouTube channel and having a schedule for that. Everything else is a, is, um, is basically extra. Um, if I get to it. And then also um, a, a really good thing that you can start doing is bashing content. So creating, I, sometimes I'll do like six or seven videos in one day. And then I have those to spread out through the week. And that way I don't feel so overwhelmed trying to do everything in one day. So I do take one day a week where I do multiple things for whatever area, like it might be YouTube or it might be my Instagram post where I bash my workout for a whole entire week. And Pinterest, the same. I bash on my work for a whole month, and it only takes me like 30 minutes to do. And that way, I, I could set it up on autopilot using a, a software called Tailwind, and I don't have to do anything else to it. So a lot of it is bashing out work or using automated tools to help you. Well, okay, because... I can tell you like someday I feel like doing videos, someday I don't feel like doing any videos. So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that idea is very good. Like the day that you feel like doing videos and you feel so motivated and inspired, then you just do like maybe maybe like five videos like on different topics. Mm -hmm. Then you can use these videos later on for like maybe you want to, you plan to do videos every day. Then you just do it on one day. I think it takes about yeah. one hour. The most one yeah. hour to record mm -hmm. yeah. videos. Then you just okay, uh, automate it like okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There's videos out on your group. I think, and you can schedule it out too on your YouTube. So you could say, I want this video to be published at I don't know eight a.m. on yeah. Tuesday, and oh. and that helps you. Um, when you do it that way, it does help you create more time. But what I have learned is that there's two types of people. There's the people that love to create content as they go. They don't like creating a schedule. I'm like that a little bit. And then there's the people that are very, very, very structured. Like, I'm going to create my content for six months ahead of time. I know what video goes after what video. I don't work that way, unfortunately. I wish I did. But my brain doesn't work that way. My husband's always telling me, why don't you just create a content plan? And I'm like because I'm one of those people that I like to, to think about at the moment and then create, uh, it takes the fun out of it. If I'm like planning so months and that's the reason why I do a week versus like some people do like a month yeah. because Pinterest is easy to do a month. That's okay. I'll do that. But when it comes to like YouTube videos, I, I, I'm not as great to do that unless I'm doing like a series. Like if I know I'm going to teach 10 ways to grow online, and I could do video one, video two. That's easier. 
But if you're not doing like a series, then for me, it's a lot harder for me to come up with content for a whole entire month because I like to do stuff on the go. And I learned that it is okay to do it on the go because that's how I've been doing it, to be honest, for two years. And it's worked out for me. Um, It's just lately because I'm so busy now with my students and everything else that I do is when I actually started a schedule and I actually don't mind it, but I still out of nowhere, we'll do something sometimes too, though. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely makes sense. I'm the type that I don't plan, like, too far ahead. Oh, my God, I cannot. So, I always, same as you, plan on the go. But mm-hmm. I'm the worst kind. I'm the last minute kind. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, if I were to have a class later to teach, I will do it, like, one hour before to go through all my notes and, okay, teach. Or if I have a speaking gig that I was asked to speak on, I will do it like two hours before the, the actual event starts. I've learned that a lot of people are like that. Um, I'm kind of like that myself too. And I think it's just everybody thinks differently. A lot of people feel like they like the right way to do it is that you have to have this big structure. I feel like just get it done regardless, whether you have a, a structure or not. Just be consistent and get it done. And the more you do, the more you grow. And then the more you'll start kind of crafting your own way that works for you. I don't think there's one simple way to do it. Do I think that having a, a schedule and structure can help you develop better habits? Of course. Um, but everyone is different, though. Oh, yes. Correct. Everyone is different. Just do whatever it works for you. But Mm-hmm. do the work that you need to do to see the reason. exactly mm-hmm. exactly that's the most important thing so okay so you, i think that's why you share a bit like staying positive in the midst of a storm so maybe you want to share more like how you i think you share a few tips like okay break away from social media break away from stop seeing what your competitor is doing and maybe you want you have more on your mind to share with us yeah, um, I think with, with that, with uh, what you just mentioned with the midst of storm, um, my husband last year had, um, or he's still dealing with it, had um, a brain tumor. And it started with like a lot of headaches. And we just thought we just had a new baby. You know, we're not getting sleep. You're just tired. And my husband's real, like very healthy. So I, I'm the unhealthy one, but he's healthy. So I just thought... Well, you're not sleeping, of course. Your body's like not used to this. Like he takes naps and he's really healthy. So I'm like, it's just probably your body. And then he went and got checked checked out because it just kept getting worse with the headaches. And um, you know, is it was something that we we're dealing with. He got um on April of last year, he got operated, they took out majority of the tumor. And then from April to May of this year, he did chemotherapy and radiation. So dealing with that and having a toddler and having other responsibilities on, on yourself and still try to like could be consistent in your business and show up, even though you're going through so much. So, you know, what I always tell people, if you love what you do or you're passionate about what you do, you will still work even when things are really, really hard, because for me, it's an outlet um, to do something and to to feel 
like I'm working towards something versus not doing anything and just stopping everything because of everything that's going on. Um, it was a challenging, of course, it's very challenging to have your husband go through all that and he's sick all the time. And you, you have to, I had, a, and at that time when I did all that, I was still doing my full-time job. I was doing my side hustle, which sometimes it was a full-time job too, because you know, we sacrifice a lot of hours. We stay up late, even when you're not making money. And then I have my toddler and everything. So I think that, you know, working through that and, and finding something you really love is what made me continue working through everything, even though I was going through everything um, that could have easily made me say, okay, I don't got time for the side hustle because of everything that I'm going through. Um but it also makes you um, stronger and it makes you um, realize that <clears throat> you really do love what you do, because if not, you probably would have quit, you know. So that's what I've been dealing with the last year. Um, but I don't use it as a crutch or as a way to say, oh, that's why I wasn't successful. Um, to be honest, the reason why I wasn't successful uh, as much as I should have, you know, was because I was too intimidated to sell too intimidated to use my email list, too intimidated to do a podcast or get myself out there. Um, the first two years of my YouTube career, all I recorded was the screen. I never show my face. I never put my picture on the thumbnail because I ain't pretty enough or skinny enough or I don't look a certain way. We all have all these misconceptions about ourselves. But, um, but what I did do, it was the consistency to build myself up and build my confidence. And now I feel more comfortable doing these things. But what I learned is that I wasn't successful, not because of what I was going through, but more because of the things I wasn't willing to do because I was too timid or scared. So it wasn't necessarily my husband's health that held me back. He did, really didn't. It was more myself that held me back, if that makes sense. Yes, uh, I hope he had full recoveries, like sending lots of blessing to Thank him you. and you also. So, yeah. yeah. I think like, oh my god, like this is something that we encounter that make us realize that this is something that we really love doing. Like we love to help more people and impact their life. Mm -hmm. So many a time, like people are looking for ways to like earn money online. It's because they really want to live their dream life. You know, like have a life that to do something they really enjoy instead of just working a job and not enjoying it at all because just exactly. working a job just for the that money to support the family then they can't even like they I'm not sure like they just feel that they they limit themselves from what mm -hmm. they can do they limit their potential in them that they can actually do more than what they can imagine they never imagine they never think big enough or think bold enough so yep. mm -hmm. I think what you're doing is like really, really great. Like many people should know you because you are such a, oh my God, so nice person, like trying oh, to help you. and share all your knowledge, give values and telling people that you actually can start something with just an idea and earn money online is real. It's not like bluff. Like, yep. Mm, yes, it's so true. So, oh God, what an amazing story. Okay, so... <laughs> So is there any like set I think the the setback is maybe when you talk about your husband, right? Like the setback, but you still stay strong and overcome it. So is there other setback that 
cuts you off like cuts you off guard that okay I'm I don't want to do it anymore I want to give up is there any a time that you want to give up like because of certain um no because you know yeah you you have your you have your doubts like would I ever be successful 